0: All right, you're now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew. The true players podcast preseason has started. We're going to talk Clippers, Lakers highlights from the first night of the preseason. Who's going to have a breakout year? We're going to give you our pick. Is Bubble Hero back? And nobody cares about Ben Simmons. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music.
1: What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody?
0: You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. Epic So 208. We are two days into the NBA preseason, and we are here to give you just our overhyped takes on the one game (laughs) that we've watched (laughs) from both of our teams. Um, Look, Drew... This is the this is my favorite time of year. There was this feeling I got last night watching the Clipper game, hearing Donnie Mac's voice. Even I was even excited to hear Brian Seaman's fucking voice. Okay, <laughs> and when you when you hear that music, NBA season is back, and I was just like a kid in the candy shop, you know a lot of people go off like uh what's that like astrology signs and like the moon's over here so i'm in a good mood no dude nba season puts me in a good mood for 9 <laughs> months so <laughs> but first thing we got to talk about we are starting season 5 of the follow through with clips and drew we're like 3 for 3 on our hot takes okay <laughs> nobody and, and a lot of our listeners hit us up on this but damn we uh, wiggins got vaccinated pretty much right after our show aired not saying that we had any <laughs> we had anything to do with it
1: but damn that was quicker than we thought huh way quicker way quicker than we thought uh yeah that was definitely something I, I thought was going to happen um as we as we mentioned in the last podcast but there was no way I was going to think that it was going to happen before we did this one uh, less than a week later I thought you know I mean look preseason is is uh you know important for a lot of guys in the NBA but not necessarily that important for somebody like Andrew Wiggins, who is an established veteran at this point. Um, so I thought maybe he was gonna hold out. He's like, I don't know if I need to be out there for the first preseason game. It's almost like, you know, I, you know, I don't recommend this to anybody of our listeners that are currently in uh school, but in college, I was one of the guys that was like, why would I go to the first day of class? Yeah, why? Like I people are changing courses, you know, sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. people add or switch last minute. I I was rarely if ever, attending the first day of class in college. And now, like I said, I do not recommend this because uh, professors know, they'll notice. I mean, granted, you know, a couple of these classes that I had that I did this in were like, in amphitheaters like my greek mythology class had like a thousand like 1500 students in it so that professor had no fucking idea so anyway
0: 1500 students in a class dude, it was
1: in the full-on amphitheater that we were all welcomed into for orientation for freshman how do you year, take roll was, call with 1500 people the guy had dude the guy had like 15 tas i'm not even joking there was like 20 tas and he gave it was like a performance this fucking guy he wore a scarf every i mean to everyone of course I, he's a ph- philosophy teacher yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Greek, Greek mythology. mythology yeah. So uh, anyway, he, he, he <laughs> I, I was not attending that first that first class of that semester. Uh, but anyway, I thought that's what, how Wiggins was going to treat it. Right. I thought Wiggins was gonna be like, all right, you know, they want me to get it. Maybe I'll play a little hardball for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he, he 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 understood what we all understood is that that, that world without the vaccination, especially in San Francisco, it, it, it gets real small, real fast.
0: I also think man you you know when you talk to the accountant and you start doing the math on it and you're like oh really 325k a game 41 games what does that come you know what dude maybe I'll take the prick maybe right. I'll get the prick
1: yeah you got to I- look at your expenses right like I, it, it it's a thing where especially in America people live you know to their means a lot and you know it's hard to imagine how someone might be able to spend $400,000 a month. But when you got a house over here and, you know, maybe you got moms a crib and you got a couple different cars and, you know, uh, you know, 10% of that also goes to the agents, you know, I, you know, that math gets a little tricky when you start when you get zeros on the on the paycheck, uh, instead of, you know, the 400 grand.
0: Yeah, we were also right about Kyrie not doing anything yet. So, and Kyrie, I guess, was not at practice. Can't practice. Uh, I guess the the Brooklyn Nets were asked, like, are you going to move training facilities and practice facilities to accommodate Kyrie? They're like, nope.
1: That's that's <laughs> wait. You guys don't do. want to go practice in Jersey. You guys <laughs> don't want to go down to Rutgers and 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 practice. Then you want to take the. What is that? The turnpike, the tunnel, mm-hmm. the ferry. There's so many options. They have so many options. They could do a helicopter. I'm sure they got. What do they got? The, the they got Uber Uber Copter. Well, New York. <laughs> what's so they, wild I'm is sure they can make that happen. They did
0: have one practice, and there was highlights from that practice. And Kyrie looks so nice, man. But again, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Kyrie. Uh, I'm I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins. I'm glad he did it. When you texted me that it happened, you know I had read an article that like we said on our last show, there was gonna be a lot of pressure put on by teammates too. And I heard that he was I don't know, I, I gotta be I should have checked but it was either Iggy or Draymond was talking to him in like the hallway or something. And they overheard their, them telling them how important it is for you to just get it just get the vax man do this for us. So uh, congrats to Andrew Wiggins, you know, going off of that. There were a lot of games yesterday and the day before. Uh, We got to get our our first look at Jalen Suggs, which was pretty dope. Uh, he, He pulled up from the logo last night looking clean. I think his welcome to the NBA moment happened with Marcus Smart. He got cookied real quick by Marcus Smart. That shit ain't as easy as college. You know what I mean? Um, I thought the interesting, sorry, I jumped, I jumped, I should have stayed on the warriors, but Jordan Poole had a huge game. And again, guys, it's preseason. All right. We get it. This is where we get to see the, the second tier players, you know, the guys on the bench, you know, fighting for spots, the two way guys. Uh, but Jordan Poole went off last night and he looked so nice and I was thinking to myself what a better what better addition would it be to the Splash Brothers to add a pool to the to the three oh. you know what I mean the Splash Brothers in the pool
1: like dude that can work that's that's fantastic there's going to be a lot of that uh 100 well, percent you didn't... heard it here first I did not go there but it makes it makes too much sense for them for the Splash Brothers to be hanging out in the pool but like yeah there yeah that's that's really good that's you, really really good I will say as far as the preseason THT Taylor Horton Tucker MVP award goes Jordan Poole is absolutely in the running for that right now as the best player in the preseason <laughs> I, I mean all he has to do is in the next two games just hit like 28 and and 31 Again, mm-hmm. and he will have the crown. He'll have the belt that says THT preseason MVP on it. Uh, so that's cool. I'm like, I'm excited for him. And it was, I mean, it was one of uh, the best games that he's played in a Warriors jersey. Granted that it is preseason, uh, but the kid is electric. I mean, there's a reason that he's stuck around there and I, you know, they, they've given him some time to develop. And I think there's a good chance this year that he can be a really serviceable, you know, second or third guard off the bench for them. And we know that, especially given, you know, how the Warriors were last year without Clay, and how they're going to start the season without Clay, when Steph gets off the court, it's a problem for the Warriors. So maybe he can actually help a little bit when Steph is, you know, resting for the few minutes, you know, in between quarters and things like that, where it's not an entire drop off at the guard position like it was last season.
0: So did you get to watch any of the Laker game? Because the Nets, the Nets' 27th pick, Cam Thomas went off on your boys. I think he had did
1: he have 30 or no? No. Cam had uh he had 21 points, four mm-hmm. boards, two assists, but was seven of fourteen for the floor. Hit one three out of three attempts and six for seven from the line. But that I mean, I that dude, Cam Thomas, is is my pick for a steal of the draft. Like when this season ends, we all look at the draft like we're The guys were that finished close to rookie of the year, the best rookies, the most impressive rookies. I think just like Halliburton was last year, this one even more because Cam was way back in the at the back end of the first round. The Nets got to steal with this kid. And then again, another reason like we talk, we don't necessarily want to have to talk about Kyrie again, but that's another reason. Why the Nets? I think are in an okay position if Kyrie actually does make this a season long commitment to not (laughs) be available for the for the New York team, the the Brooklyn team. uh, You know, Patty Mills we we talked about, but Cam Thomas is another reason they should feel pretty confident uh, if they they have to you know face that throughout the season.
0: Yeah, there were some highlights last night too, man. We had Ant caught a body on, on Ingram, which looked nice. He looks like he's got bigger, got more ju- – I don't know how you get more bounce in what he has, but he caught a body. Jason Tatum caught a body last night, two-handed. Um, like I said, Jalen – Wiggins,
1: Wiggins dunked all over Nurkic. Wiggins did? Wiggins, two-handed, like turnaround, like blow. Really? Uh, two-handed, all, all on top of Nurkic.
0: Damn, I missed that one. Um, but I, I kind of have a lot to say about the Clippers, Drew. I know, look, we, you, there's not much to say about the Lakers because none of your guys played. I mean, Anthony Davis played like six minutes and uh, the highlight that kept going over and over was his and one, which was like a little jumper. And that was like literally their highlight of the game. And your boy THT had a, had a bang out too, which was pretty nice. But um, I kind of have a lot to say about watching the Clippers last night.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I definitely want to hear your Clippers take. But you're right. When it comes to the Lakers, I'm not going to break down preseason number one game because there is no LeBron. There's no Russ AD started and didn't play that much, but I will say that like the shining light here is Malik Monk who came off the bench had 15 points in this game. I think that's going to be a guy that's going to contribute a lot to the Lakers. If we're going to have a deep run, uh, obviously health, uh, we're going to say it probably a hundred thousand times this season, but uh, outside of that, it's about these key contributors that can find their niche in their role uh, and I think Malik Monk is primed and ready to do that to the point where if Ellington, for instance, as we expect, who's supposed to be potentially starting in the shooting guard, if Ellington underperforms for a few games, I honestly would not be surprised if we see Malik Monk vaulted into the starting lineup, if for whatever reason, Ellington's not cutting it. But I like him coming off the bench as it's set now. I think that guy's going to he's, he's primed to, to potentially have six men of the year type of stuff uh, with this Laker organization, if he's, if he's going to be settling into that uh, that role coming off the bench.
0: Yeah. And that was low key. Like the Patty Mills signing, the Malik monk signing for the Lakers was huge, right? Like, so under the radar, not a lot of, I mean, not a lot of people have been paying attention to Malik monk, but I think throughout this, you know, as the season progresses, I think Laker fans are really going to like this kid and low key, great pickup. Um, Clippers okay now I you know me dude I gotta I was really excited I like preseason because I like to see you know all these new pickups all these guys that 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 we picked up I was excited to see Justice Winslow I was excited to see team man again so we ended up starting uh, Reggie and Eric Bledsoe and it, it looked nice there was some rust early but a lot was a lot was focused on in the pregame show about Luke Kennard and he is going to be um, key for us all right to weather this storm this is something I'm going to be saying a lot of too to weather this storm of no Kawhi we need some of these players to really step up and I as as much as you know Paul George and Reggie and Marcus Morris and Nick Batum we know how important those guys are I think the key to us staying afloat during all of this is Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard now we're in third year of Terrence Mann First year, you're trying to figure it out, you know, figure out how to be an NBA player. Last year, we saw him become a player, right? This year, we need him to step up and be a, a major contributor. Okay? They kept talking about the 39-point game in Utah, like, and he's like, "I didn't even watch. I haven't even watched that game, right? He hasn't even rewatched it, which is pretty funny. But you know, all the announcers want to keep going back to Utah, and like, look, he's like, I'm focused on this year. And he's really put time in to get his shot better. Uh, Nick Batum has said nothing but really great things about Terrence Mann, his work ethic and everything. And I think Terrence is going to be huge for us this year to get us buckets, quality minutes, and again, to weather the storm while Kawhi's not down, while Kawhi's not here. Now, with Luke this is a different, this is a different scenario. Okay. Cause it was, it was reported last week, obviously during, and we've said this so many times, like Luke is not in the game to play defense or to facilitate an offense. He's there to shoot. There's a reason why uh, Detroit took him so high in that draft. He was the best shooter in that draft. That's why they took him. Um, and Ty Lou pulled him off the court the other day because he wasn't shooting the rock. Right. And so Don McLean was saying before the game that, um, one of the mentality that the, the mentality that the the clippers have is they have this thing called hunt luke, right? hunt luke. when luke's in the game, find luke and and let him do his thing, right? and i'm like, "damn, okay, cool. they want they want Canard to get busy." and he looked shook last night in a preseason game. it looked like to me that Now he was forcing his shot, right? Because he's like, oh, now I have to shoot everything. And it just didn't look that great. And I said to myself, I'm like, hunt Luke. I'm like, this looks like duck hunt. How about that? That's what it looks like. It looks like a freaking, like, what what kind of hunting are we doing, right? So I think... Once Luke can get the composure down, and obviously it's easier to get shots when, for reference, guys, uh, PG didn't play, Nick Batum didn't play, Marcus Morris didn't play, Sergi Baca didn't play. So this was all of, you know, Harry Giles, we got to see, Justice Winslow, and uh, the kid, Mo, Mo Wright, dude, ACC Player of the Year, he had a huge game last night. So I just want to see more from Luke. We're going to need more from him. Um, And I hope throughout the season, again, first preseason game, we're going to see we play Dallas tomorrow or Sacramento tomorrow night. Uh, But what do you think about the importance of Luke Kennard for us moving forward?
1: I think they should probably change that slogan. The hunt Luke thing. That's what every offense is doing when, when Luke is on defense. That's true. So this is not good. This is not, that's a bulletin board information for every, like all 29 other teams. It's like Luke Kennard on the floor. Let's hunt Luke. I mean, it goes back to the, Utah series, I think really is when that started where he was, he was very impactful on offense, but just couldn't, couldn't stay in front and, and Utah was just getting them in front of Donovan Mitchell, every chance, every chance that he got. Ugh. I agree with you though, if the, if the Clippers are going to really solidify them, their, their, their chances of making the playoffs. And I'm, and I'm, I'm being very serious here They're, the the, we, the West is going to be tough as we always expect it to be each year. The Clippers are going to have to have him be a very integral part of this team this season in order for them to make themselves not a play-in team, in my opinion. I, I know you probably have a different view of this because of your, of your loyalty.
0: No, I can keep it real, though, and I think you I, no, I,
1: and I, I know you keep it real, but I, I'm, I'm going to be down on them a little bit more than I think you will be, and I think that's fair. That's all I'm trying to say is I, it's going to be a tough road to hoe, but if they're going to do it, and I think they can it's going to be Luke having to contribute significant uh, points to this team. And yes, obviously we know he's a little bit of a liability defensively, but if he can at least be a little bit more serviceable defensively and a little bit more physical, like I, you know, it would be great to see Luke foul out of a game. You know what I mean? Like, like that means you're, you're actually trying to play defense. You foul out of a game as a guard. You're actually, I mean, unless they're all stupid fouls, uh, that means you're actually hustling like go ahead and, and, and bang some bodies on defense and don't let them walk right past you. If, you if you get beat go ahead and push somebody to the floor, or something like that you know, uh, but I agree I think I think Luke is going to be huge for the Clippers, if they're going to be successful. But I I do think the slogan should change.
0: (laughs) I I agree. We should find something else. Um, In my notes, too, I just said, I I, I wrote down, I said, T-Man's ready. I think he's ready to really have a breakout season. Um, We saw what he's capable of doing in the the playoffs last year. But I I think he's going to be huge for us this year. And look, I understand what you're saying about the play-in, Okay. We have to just stay afloat until Kawhi comes about. It was reported this week, like I've been saying since he got injured, that he's probably gonna be back earlier. Hopefully it is. I think it's gonna depend on where we are in those standings. If we are 10th, which I don't think we will be, then yeah, don't don't come back this season. If we're five, six, seven, which I think we can do, like guys. Paul George thrives being the number one player. He always has thrived being the number one player. Obviously I'd rather have Kawhi and Paul George together, but we saw what he did last season when he was the number one option. Like, and Reggie, okay. Reggie looked great last night. The first play of the game was a, was a pick for E bled. And he threw an alley-oop right to Zubac. And I'm like, Oh damn, that looked just like Lou Williams. Like if we can keep running that, I think we're going to be just fine. Um, Now, this was a question that was that was brought up during the game last night, and it was who could absorb the loss of a star better in the NBA as far as a team goes. Right. And in my opinion, I think the Clippers can. And yeah, the Lakers can absorb losing, you know, Russell Westbrook for for a couple months because you have, you know, the assets. Uh, Obviously, Brooklyn can can maintain if you lose Kyrie for a season, you're still in the championship hunt. Could, could golden state thrive without Steph Curry? No. Could Denver thrive without Jokic? No. Could Dallas thrive without Luca? No, it's not going to happen. The Clippers can. Okay. We are very well coached. Um, and I just think again, if we can make it through the season being healthy and we get, you know, if Kawhi can get 10, 12, 15 games under his belt before the playoffs start, I
1: think we could be a real problem. I think that's fair. And I, I, the only thing that I would pick a bone with there is that thrive, you know, that word that you used, I I don't think the Clippers are going to thrive this year or anybody for that matter, who loses a star of the caliber of Kawhi survive is something I do think the Clippers can do. And and to that point, uh, I think the Clippers are, uh, as we saw last year, a very deep team. And I think they are this year as well. I think they're very deep. They don't have like the the deep the, the depth in the superstars like the Nets or the Lakers at this point, but you know so you, you still have Paul George absolutely one hundred percent, and I think Paul is is going to uh, he, he's going to have all of the all the green lights right like he, everything is whatever he wants to do uh, he'll be able to to do that he'll have the freedom to do that and operate this year, and I think you're going to be keying in and running plays for him to get going. Uh, you know, in, in clutch moments. And hopefully that pays off when Kawhi is able to return if that happens at the end of the year and then they start to click together and Paul has that confidence going into the playoffs and things like that. But uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the only thing that I would say is that survival is really what we're talking about. You're when right. We're talking about losing a star of that kind of a caliber. Um, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, Denver, we're already going to see what what they look like, survival or not without Jamal Murray, right? So that they're already in a position where one of their two best players is out similar to the Clippers. Uh the Nets we we talked about it with 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 Kyrie. Philly obviously without Ben Simmons. Like but I I think the point that you're making is valid. Like if if Milwaukee loses Giannis, they ain't fucking making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If Trey Young goes down for Atlanta, they're not they're not you know hunkering down. The only other team that I would think that might have uh, kind of a similar response to the Clippers would be like the Miami heat just because of the heat culture thing. Um, and they have a, a, you know, a decent amount of of stars, maybe not superstars, but of stars there as well. So I, I think your point is valid. And I think the Clippers, like I said, I, I, I don't necessarily expect them to like be in the four five or six seed, but I certainly think they can fight, you know, this season. For that seven, eight, nine, ten, without See, a doubt. I,
0: don't, I think that you're lowballing my boys, man. I really think you're lowballing my guys right now, and that's okay. I'm not. Look, again, I'm taking it game by game by game. All right, and one bright spot from last night—not that we won the game, which we did—was um, seeing uh, a Brandon Boston. Right, and everything I've heard about this guy, and they were laughing before the guy, the, the whole pregame show was like an hour, and. Everything I've heard about this kid is they're like, yo, this guy's swag and confidence is like astronomical. They're like, this guy thinks he is really like an elite basketball player right now. And they said, watch for Brandon Boston to come into the game. And just fire away and that's exactly what he did he looks very comfortable and i think he's gonna be special man i think he's gonna earn himself a role on this squad i was a little underwhelmed with giles right like giles first play of the game like great rebound put back i'm like oh okay okay and then the next play was an air ball okay and then he got another good steal and then he threw it away like just one of those up and down thing i I really want giles to be good but you know the Mo Wright thing. I, I don't know that might work. Big body. Uh, he had a huge move on Bol Bol last night. Who again? Bol Bol looks like he gives zero fucks about playing any sort of NBA basketball. He me I I don't know this kid personally, dude. But he just looks like he does. He wants to be anywhere else but playing basketball.
1: Yeah. Did he did he even break a sweat last <laughs> night? I don't even know if Bol Bol was sweating last night. He,
0: he did not, man. But you know who was sweating? We finally got to. We're going to be talking about MPJ all year. Uh, and one thing that we have been saying is that MPJ is going to have the green light and that's exactly what he did. And he can't, I mean, we got to see it last night, man. I, again, preseason game, but he was firing on all cylinders. He looked great. His jumper looked wet um, defensively. He looked like he actually cared on defense and was trying, uh, but he looked great, man. It, it, it's weird because I wanted to see this season uh, this season in general, because I have only been with top shot six months. So I'm going to spend this whole season three, I'm seeing if there's a correlation between it's kind of like fantasy, like do do prices and values of my moments or our moments that we have go up or down with the performance of a certain night. Right. And they do like my it, my my MPJ went up like 40 bucks last night. And I'm like, is it because of his performance or what? And I think it is. But MPJ looked really good. They have the kid Uh, uh What's the kid's name? Uh, Bones. Bones looked really good. Bones, Bones Highland. Yeah, I don't know, I do. dude uh and uh uh, what's Denver coach name Mike Malone Malone Malone's super high on this kid Michael Malone Michael Michael Malone Malone. Well, we gotta we have to to get it right it's It's not not Mike Mike, it's Michael it's Michael excuse us uh but he looked really good anyways the Brandon Boston thing, I think he's going to be special. the The coaches are really high on him. There was a story told where I guess in they always Clippers always finish practice with a with a hard scrimmage, and the first play of the scrimmage, I guess he pulled up from the logo and 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 hit it, like pulled up logo, killed it. And Ty Lue's like, "Yo, Boston, like that is a terrible, terrible shot. Like, do not shoot that, right?" And I guess he repeated it a couple times, and the next time down court, Ty was still saying, like, "Yo." horrible shot selection and and Brandon Boston's just like yo, yeah, but that's a bucket coach you know it's a bucket you know he's just and Ty had a good good laugh about it so this kid's confidence is is and he's from you know Cal he's from LA so I think just his vibe is good I think he has a lot of Terrence Mann in him right I think he's going to seize up the opportunities if he's given them it's interesting to see I, we got Jalen Sugg or uh Sorry, Jay Scrub played last night. I'm big on Jay Scrub after after seeing him in uh, the summer league, which I thought he did really well. So there, those are my takes from the first preseason game. I think we have a lot of kinks we got to work out. I love seeing Eric Bledsoe back. Uh, they say that he's he's happy to be there um, again. I'm a little shook on the starting position, but. Seeing T Man come in like it's, it's everything's gonna change when our starters are back, right? Like everything's gonna change. And I think the highlight of the night, too, last night was seeing Kawhi on the bench in a skateboard sweatshirt. It was neighbor, it was a it was a skate shop sweatshirt, black hoodie. And I'm just like, dude, Kawhi, you're you're the you were the guy right now. Fucking love that guy.
1: It was nice to see him on the bench and not not up in the in the suites. So you're taking I'll shots you at me again.
0: You're taking shots at me again, Drew. <laughs> Take it easy on that, all right. Um so another interesting thing that came out today was they did this, this GM survey. Okay. They had, and they asked a whole bunch of questions to the GMs, but this is the percentage that came out today with who is their pick to win the NBA championship. 72% said that the Brooklyn Nets will win the title. Okay. 17% said the Lakers will win the title and 10% said that the Milwaukee Bucks will win the title. First off, you know I hate surveys, Drew. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I think they're throwing a lot of disrespect to the Lakers, and if I'm Giannis and the Bucks, I am highly disrespected defending NBA champs with a 10% shot. What do you think about 72% for the Brooklyn Nets and the 17 for your
1: for your boys? With this with this question in particular, I have to imagine that the GMs are assuming that Kyrie will figure out a way to be playing Home games. That's that's the very first thing because there's no way if the GMs are told uh or asked if you do you think the Nets will win a championship without Kyrie, that's 72 of them, 72% of them go. Yes. Like, no, it's a much closer race with with Kyrie not available. So again, that remains to be seen, but that's the that's the biggest thing looming over this particular question. Uh secondly, I think some GMs just don't like the Lakers, right? There's no real, like, you know, we have a lot of success. We steal a lot of players away from GMs from (laughs) other organizations. Uh, And, you know, clutch has certainly not helped the Lakers in that regard uh, as far as relationships with other teams and GMs. So uh, yeah, I think, I think they are hating on the Lakers and I think that's great. I think that's awesome because I will, I want to be at least in comparison to the nets. I think it's an ideal situation for the Lakers to be the underdog. I think that's fantastic. I think LeBron loves that. I think that'll fuel us, uh, at least, you know, not necessarily fuel us, like this moment won't fuel us when we're in the finals potentially against them, but it should, you know, create a little bit of like, oh, fuck you attitude uh, for the Lakers. And I think any kind of motivation that can help a team bond and uh, move forward together like this is important for the Lakers. So I'm actually okay with that. Um, And I, you know, regardless of the percentages, I do think we're probably next to the Nets, the second best – team out there uh and i think that's probably right and and let me just say this the the bucks at 10 i think that's fair too i i i don't think the bucks are better than the nets i just i don't think that i mean Giannis dropped a 50 piece in the finals awesome uh but you know i that that series against the nets that that eastern conference semi or eastern conference finals uh, was exactly a display of how close they were to not even, you know, doing anything in the finals for, for, the, for Giannis to go to Greece early. Uh, so I think that's fair. I, I do think it's fair. And I honestly think that, you know, that third place is probably up for grabs. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily lock the bucks in for third place, but I, I think it's fair to go one, two, three that way.
0: And just so people know, the Clippers have a 96% chance of winning the championship, just to
1: let everybody know. That's, that's 90, 96. 96? 96%. Oh, that, I thought that was – that sounds low. That the sounds math, low.
0: The math doesn't really work, does it? Um, <clears throat> I got a question for you. This season, breakout season, I want to know your picks. I'll give you mine first. These are the players that I think are going to have a breakout season.
1: Are we? So we're, we're. I'm assuming we're not doing rookies, right, because rookies – don't it's, it's our first season, so it has to be a breakout. Like, are we excluding everything's rookies? breaking? This is a break, yeah.
0: This is okay. a break-in
1: season for, yeah.
0: for the all for rookies. rookies.
1: It's a breakout season because it's mm-hmm. their first season in the league. So I think we can exclude rookies, right? We can
0: exclude rookies, we can get into okay. rookies on the next show about you know making our first of all. I hate all this shit too. Talking about like you know, six months, eight months down the line, like what's gonna happen. We have no idea. We're one preseason game in, we have no idea what's gonna happen. These are the players, and I, I chose I chose four. With my Terrence Man is number one on your list. Terrence Mann is on my list. How did you know <laughs> this, Drew? <laughs> All right. And this is funny, you have two guys on here. I got MPJ as the breakout season for him. Yeah. Okay. This is, I think, I think he can become an all-star this season. Um, I and I've been very vocal about that. I got uh MPJ. I got De'Aaron Fox, I think is is going to turn into a superstar this year. I sure hope he does. I got Terrence Mann third. I got Lonzo fourth as like his, this is time. It's time to shine right now. Um, I think he's going to have a great season in Chicago. And then I pulled this one out of my ass just because, again, I'm a fan of situations for players, right? I think, and this isn't going to be on the same level as I think MPJ or Fox or T-Man, but a breakout season for this guy, Frankie Nicotine, your boy. I I do. I think the guy's talented, and I just think he needs to be in the right situation, and I want to see this guy succeed. So a a breakout season for Frankie Nicotine would be like, what is it, 14 and like 6 is what I want to see from this guy. (laughs)
1: I was gonna say any like him averaging double digits is a is a breakout season in points. So that'll yeah. I think that's my
0: spicy of- that's my spicy hot take for
1: you, Drew. <laughs> uh, I think that's okay. I think he's a little bit further down the depth chart than some of the other guys that you mentioned on mm-hmm. this list. I don't know how many minutes Frankie Smokes is going to be able to get. <laughs> Period in uh, in Dallas. But certainly uh, I, I know that they needed some some defensive guards there. So I, I I would not be surprised to see him thrown in matchup like situationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that is hilarious. I Spicy think your taste. list is I think your list is good. There there's a few names like Darius Garland, I think is a guy that a lot of people are assuming is really going to start to to you know get his feet under him. And they, it took a little while in Cleveland a, a tough tough spot to to be in to like succeed you know, from a wins point of view. Uh, But I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity this year, Darius Garland for the Cavs. Um, Patrick Williams, going off your Lonzo thing, I think Lonzo is a great call, but I think Patrick Williams, this could be, you know, it's his sophomore year. This could be a a nice breakout season for him where, you know, he can really be the defensive guy that they want and then be available, cutting, slashing, uh, hitting more shots, I think is important. Uh, for, For the Lakers, I'm hoping THT, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker has a breakout year. I think we really need him to have a breakout year, and honestly, I, I hope it's actually on the defensive end. I, that's that's really where I hope he breaks out. So not necessarily will he score twenty points a game, but will he be able to defend uh, potentially? You know the the opposite the opposition's best guard for us in, in at times. And I'm hopeful that that can happen because we don't have the Danny Greens, we don't have the KCPs that are you know the traditional three and D guys on this team outside of Ariza. Uh, who can do that still, but is, you know, older now and, and probably more suited to guard a forward than he is to guard a, a guy like Damian Lillard or Steph Curry kind of types that I think, unfortunately, for this team, I don't want Russ guarding those guys. You know, I, I, I would like to see somebody other than Russell Westbrook guard those guys. So, um, Jaden McDaniels, Minnesota. Good call. I think that guy, that guy could actually really do some stuff this year. And I'll go, I'll go the opposite of MPJ. I think Aaron Gordon. He, he's gonna he's gonna be elevated from the fifth option to the maybe the fourth or even the third option for this offense, and all that means to me is more open shots. So if he, he was can jacking
0: get, threes last night, jacking threes, it,
1: it didn't look great. It didn't look great. I'll say that. But I, he'll have he'll have more shots doled out to him this season than he did in the, in the last half of, of last year with with the Nuggets. So I think D- Denver Nuggets fans would hope that this could be the potential, you know, efficiency breakout for Aaron Gordon. Um, The only other one, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson from Memphis. I think this kid, uh, he's had a tough, tough bout with injuries, right? Uh, It's difficult. But I honestly think that he's kind of like the missing link for Memphis. I mean, when he plays, it's, you know, last year was a kind of a catastrophe for him because he wasn't there for the majority of the year. Uh, But I think he maybe more than anyone that we mentioned outside of Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a very important role for his team and a lot of minutes given to him if he's going to be healthy. So Jaron Jackson's a guy that I think would be primed to have a breakout season.
0: I think that's a great call. And one guy we forgot to mention, and I was going to bring him up at the top of the show, but bubble bubble hero might be back. Okay. Like (laughs) I know it's one preseason game, but you know, he can have a breakout year because if we're not considering rookies, because his rookie year was very good. Had a really bad sophomore slump. And he and and he knows he had one. I mean, the media and everybody and fans have been talking about it.
1: He still, he still averaged 15 points a game last year. Right. And, and I think people like you you watched it and you go, oh, that's not as good as it was <laughs> when he was a rookie. But his numbers actually went up. He averaged, I think he averaged more points last year than he did his rookie season. But it just wasn't, it wasn't the leap that we expected, right? Like he was averaging like 14 a game his rookie year. We thought maybe that would go. 18 19 20 for Mm -hmm. his second and it just kind of stayed the same and i think his efficiency was exposed a little bit i think his his handles his physicality was exposed uh and i think he's doing all the things that you would hope when we talked about him at the back end of last year because we didn't hardly talk about him at all last season but when miami was making their little bit of a like playoff push at the back end of the year he was playing better uh but it wasn't it wasn't what we all expected so i think that's fair
0: yeah, and, and he's been he's been very vocal on social that he's gonna surprise a lot of people. And he came out firing last night. He had 16 points in the first quarter, seven to nine, 2 of two, three threes, two assists. Like, and and the thing I noticed, Drew, and again, this is something that we had called earlier. Three or four of those first buckets that he did was this running floater, the Trey Young floater, right? I thought
1: that was all he shot. What, that, uh, based on the highlights, that's literally every shot he took.
0: <laughs> right, And but didn't haven't we mentioned how important and how crucial getting that into your repertoire is, right? And if you can get that down, and you're, and you're a threat from three, obviously, but if you can get anywhere near the rim and be able to drop that, like Trey – Um, he can be, that can be an issue. And I was really impressed with that. You can tell what people worked on in the off season. And I think that was definitely something.
1: Yeah. Uh, And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's actually a a father as well. I think he's now a dad and I think that her, uh uh-huh. And I think that changes your mentality, right? Like you, you can see, especially for younger guys, there's like a real, like I'm an adult thing now when you have a child Uh, and he's pretty young, as we know that it's only his third, it's going to be his third year in the league, but I think that kind of perspective altering a uh, life event can really make you refocus, right? So like maybe instead of going out to Miami clubs or, you know, doing fashion shit on, on the side after practice, maybe he's going to go home and maybe he's going to sleep and rest and eat well and work out. And maybe he's got a nice little home gym. I don't know. Maybe he's up on Biscayne and he's got one of those high rises that got a nice little gym down there somewhere, maybe a pool with some laps. I don't know, but I think it does. It changes perspectives, uh, especially for a young guy like that. Like, you know, I think the same thing happened uh, with, with Tatum and his kid, Deuce. Uh, you know, it, when, when that happens, I think you can see a real growth, at least from a, a maturity. Yeah, from a mental aspect. Mm-hmm. And then that usually translates into uh, what the work you put in and, and how you're doing on the court. I think that, and- that could be a real big catalyst for him this year.
0: Yeah, and Miami's going to be scary, man. I mean, just watching their game last night, you know, Lowry's such a great addition to them. I think him and, and Bam have a good vibe, and they have a really good squad. I think they're gonna they're gonna you know get back to where they're supposed to be, top three
1: in the, in the East. Yeah, I mean, maybe even winning it. Yeah, potentially something that happened alongside of of Heroes a little bit underwhelming performance last year was also BAM. I think BAM was a little underwhelming last year, right? Like we saw this trajectory for both of these guys go kind of skyrocketing when they made that run to the, to the finals and losing to the Lakers. Shout out to the Lakers, another championship, number 17. Uh, but BAM also kind of plateaued a little bit last year, as opposed to like continuing to develop and grow. And we know for him, if he can continue to stretch his outside shot, even back just a foot each year, to where he can just be even, even approaching a three-point shot consistently, which he is not doing now. But he he's nice in the mid-range. So if he can just increase that a little bit, um, his playmaking, his defense, all that stuff is good. But from an efficiency offensively, I thought he took a step backwards a little bit. Not, I mean, again, plateau. Maybe not backwards, but it didn't it didn't keep growing. And I think now with this team, the way that they have it, especially with Lowry setting the table for everybody, I think this could be a team that definitely could crack top four. In the East, it's going to be tough again. (laughs) Milwaukee, Nets, uh, you know, Boston's going to be a little exciting. Chicago's got a whole new look. Atlanta, we know, is tougher than they than we thought they were last year. It's going to be a crowded Eastern Conference, but I think they'll be in the mix.
0: A healthy Nets Miami Eastern Conference Finals would be fucking awesome. Like that would just be great. Um, The best part of last night for me watching the games and you know, just paying attention, getting back in in our groove as we, as we watch games and take notes and cover and was, we brought up last show about the implement the, how they're going to implement the new way they're going to be refereeing. Right. And it went viral last night with Steph Curry's shot. Right. And I loved every single second of this. It was your patented Steph Curry step back pump fake I, I said on our post that he Superman, like uh, Soldier Boy Superman right into the defender and threw it up with his left hand and then was complaining about not getting the call. These are the plays that we're going to be seeing from a lot of players, right? And he was literally arguing it afterwards. But I maybe it's because that's what they're used to doing. But I, I'm telling you guys, this is something that that these players need to adjust to very quickly. because, and, and we were kind of worried about the discrepancy between, you know, every game is going to be different with different officials. And there was a few last night where they were letting and watching the Clipper game, excuse me. They were letting that happen again and calling the fouls. And then there's, you know, watching Steph Curry do it and they're calling it. So there has, they have to come together and really figure this out. But you guys are going to notice that this is going to happen a lot. It should have been an offensive foul. If they were calling it the way they say they're going to call it. Cause when a player, an offensive player does do that and there is a no call, it has to be marginal here's this word marginal again but i think that should have been an offensive foul uh, on steph curry and moving forward i think that's the plan is they're going to be calling that an offensive foul
1: your your comment about the soldier boy for the for the young kids uh, soldier boy was famous in like 2007 for the 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 superman and and if you listen closely to the clip steph actually goes you as he's as he's shooting with his left hand so it was it was it was spot on the call that you made the post the, the caption was so on target, uh, but yeah, dude, this dude, there was the perfect example of what the refs are looking to cut out of the game. And I think they did a good job of at least ignoring that. Cause I mean, it's Steph Curry, right? So I also think for the guys like Steph Curry, like James Harden, like the ones that, that this rule was made for, especially when those guys are playing, these refs are like, we're, uh, we're not, I'm not calling that. We're not calling that. And we're keyed in. We're making sure we're not calling that for Steph and for James and for Trey and for, you know, the, the guys that do this a lot, but it was very funny watching Steph like argue with him. And I think the interesting thing is Steph, if he just shot the ball, like he got so much space from that step back, mm-hmm. if he just shot it, it probably would have gone in and he would have been, you know, jogging shimmying down the other side of the floor. But he decided to do the pump fake, and as soon as he got him in the air, instinctually now, because they've trained themselves to do this, he just launches himself into the defender, and that's exactly what we're trying to get out of the game.
0: And then shoots it with his left hand. This isn't a normal shot, Steph. Like-
1: it, 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 to me, I, when I think about this, I always think of like when at the end of uh, the games, when like the fouling starts happening, like if, if a team is up by six and there's like 30 seconds left, and they do the intentional foul as soon as the ball is inbounds. And Chris Paul, inevitably, no every tournament. time, doesn't matter where he is on the floor, he'd be the other side on the free throw line. He'll just launch the ball. He'll just, he'll just launch the ball in the air. 75 feet. The other like, direction. Like, like, like you just launched your,
0: like you just launched your pen. If anybody could
1: hear that drew just threw his pen, his pen or pencil in the air as he was. I speaking. did. I launched my pen. I lot la- I, 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 yeah, it, it fell out of my hands, but he would just do that. Right. And, right. and then he looked at the rep, like I'm in the shooting motion. How am I not going to the free throw line for three, free throws? And, and so it's the same thing to me is like that <laughs> the NBA was never going to call that for Chris. And now we're moving into that kind of the same mentality about this particular play.
0: Any final thoughts from you, Drew? I do have some final thoughts.
1: Oh, I like your final thoughts. Let's go. Uh, today before the podcast, I was surfing around on some channels, you know, doing a little TV watching and I stumbled across the golf channel which was hosting some sort of tournament for for college it was college golf and I'm like okay I'm watching this and I turned it on not not a single sight of JR Smith ah, which really bummed, really bummed me out really bummed mm-hmm. me out because I'm I'm still waiting for the footage still I've been I've been scouring ESPN I'm scouring all the all the IG pages please can we get some foot I don't even care if he's at the driving range I'd love to see JR Smith hit a ball still haven't seen it yet uh, but he you know he's he's out there doing his how thing is there for... no video of that by the way I don't understand <laughs> the the college is mismanaging this they need I don't know what intern that they have like the editor-in-chief of the Who's their AD bro that's I... what I mean somebody's missing an opportunity uh, because J.R. Smith is going to be there at least for a couple of years we assume this is a great recruiting tool I think uh, for any athlete that wants to potentially go to Carolina A&T um, still haven't seen that so I was bummed out but the reason I bring this up is because I am actually heading north again. I'm I'm hitting the road one more time.
0: Another vacation for Drew.
1: Living I'm going his best up, life. I'm going up to Oregon. I'm playing in a golf tournament with my college buddies. Uh, it's an it's something that we started last year uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, we got I got to watch the Lakers win that championship in 2020 in the bubble with my boys last season. Uh, not like two seasons ago, Jesus, uh, but one year ago, um, and we're going up to Bend, Oregon. So I just wanted to shout out my boys. We all know and love Jeff Crompton. We know Jeff Crompton. Uh, Midwest Max is going to be there, our boy. The gambler. And they call him the gambler. Yeah, they do. They do. They call him that. And, and then I got my buddy, Lowy who's going to be joining me as well. And I'm just looking forward to this weekend, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to have the NBA kind of on in the background. We're going to be able to check out uh, NFL and college football. But mostly we're going to be swinging these goddamn sticks. And uh, I'm feeling good about it. I'm pumped for it. So wish me well. And I will, uh, on the next pod, I'll, I'll have some stories. And I'll, and I'll shout out my scores. Uh, for those that are interested, I do not have a handicap. I play a lot. But I do not have, like, an actual handicap. Haven't done that whole thing that is required of you to, like, actually have a, you know, someone that's a, that's a witness, like, sign your scorecards and all these things that you have to do to get a handicap. But I shoot somewhere between 82 which is my best ever score 82 i've done that twice and then 95 right there's a big there's a nice big gap uh in that in that range so i'm really hoping how many does does it depend on how many beers
0: are drinking in the in the uh the golf cart or no
1: oh yeah i i play better the more i drink it it is 100% uh, I don't know how, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of guys feel this way, but maybe there's just like some sign of like muscle relaxation that happens with me. So I'm not as tense when I've had a couple pops and I start swinging smoothly. The putter, I just feel it just putter just is like butter. It's like knife through butter uh, with the putter. Um, so yes, that will definitely be in play, but it's very important because I won the tournament last year and I'm reigning champion and I'm going to bring it what's home. What's up again. for grabs. I'm going to bring it home again this year. I don't know yet. That's, this is the fun part is Crompton. Uh, because he's hosting this year, it's it's in he's in charge of uh, you know, if there's gonna be a trophy or if there's gonna be a prize or whatever, like you know, whatever we get. But I do know that I won it last year. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to bring it back again this year and I'll have I'll have my scores and some reports for you.
0: I'm looking forward to that. I, I think you should. I mean, man, did you see the uh, LeBron's new facility at, at Nike now? Shoo, did I see it? It's hard to miss. It, it's fucking huge. <laughs> wow. Man. I mean, how cool is that? Unbelievable, though? man. I, you can't go to Oregon and not go to Nike like I would love to see it. Do you know there, there's like smart sensors on the court that just collect all this kind of data, which is wild, dude.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It's like, it's like uh, being a video game character in real life. Like it's like playing 2K, but you're the actual, you're actually doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, Sticking on like your, your channel surfing. I, I got to bring this up, man. And if you haven't done this yet, do it. But the squid game, man, has just been affecting me for the past week and a half. I, I have been affected by this. This was such a good show. And you know, I don't like subtitles or anything, but there weren't subtitles. It was, it was, it's, obviously a korean show but they have the the, uh, it's dubbed america but it's not like bruce lee kung fu dub it's it's really good i
1: watched i watched all of it you did you didn't tell me you watched it i watched the whole series it took me two days i think i watched it in two days i did one sitting uh yeah you're crazy when it comes I, know. To that. I I I have to I gotta I have to switch it up plus especially with squid games I'm just like dude I need to I need my brain needs a break I can't this is fucking craziness it's madness mm-hmm. I love the series I watched it with subtitles so I feel like I actually learned a little Korean oh okay but I didn't I actually I didn't I tried Wait, to, you tried really to did
0: something. you really did it in
1: Korean with I American let story? I wanted I wanted to be fully immersed it was a hell of a show. And for those that are, that are not doing it, I, the, the easiest way for me to break it down is it's, it's like Hunger Games. It's like a Korean version of Hunger Games with a couple tweaks. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a show. And it, I mean, tell me if you think that this is happening, but the way that the show ended, I think there's got to be a season two, right?
0: They, I think they had to leave that up for that. You know, I mean, w- is he not the worst father in the world? Seriously, at the end of the day, that's just what yeah, you spoiler
1: are. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> Get on the fucking plane. Get on the plane. <laughs> what a shitty dad you are, okay?
0: Anyways, on I w- the plane. really quick, though, this this the man that wrote this show um, was passed up for the past 10 years. He wrote it 10 years ago, and nobody would accept it. Um, he actually had to sell his, he couldn't finish writing it, I, I guess, or no, he did finish writing it, had to sell his laptop, uh, for $675 cause he was broke and cause nobody was buying this off of him. And now it's turned into, it will be when it's all said and done, the highest, the most watched show Netflix has ever put out. And I just thought it was really entertaining. It's gruesome. It makes you question yourself and your friends and, and life in general, how important is money and how you know, the things you'll do when you're that desperate. Right. And I I just thought there was a lot of underlying meaning to everything in that show. Um, The the characters were great. And also I said, it was probably by episode three. I'm like, you know what, this is going to be the most worn Halloween costume of 20 (laughs) of 2021 hands down.
1: You're, you're, you're so on target with that. I also feel like this is like free marketing for PlayStation. Definitely. uh, Because, you know, when I see the circle square triangle, like I, I'm, I'm like, where's the X? Like, this is PlayStation. This is Sony. This is my PlayStation controller. Uh, so it's free marketing, which is interesting because Sony is not Kore- like Samsung. You know, Samsung is Korean. Mm-hmm. Sony's Japanese. And but I don't know. I, I, I think it's great if you're if you're PlayStation or if you're Sony executives, you're like, fucking yeah, this Thank show you. is awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How do we get an X in there? I totally agree. Um, If you haven't watched the show, just watch it. Don't watch it with your kids, though. Okay, and your wife or your girlfriend might not like it, but do it by yourself. Yeah. the 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 marbles got me, Drew. I'm I'm telling you that the marbles got me. And when you guys get to the marbles, you let me know. First of all, I'm red light, green light. I'm dead. Okay. I'm sorry. My (laughs) I I I can't
1: stop on a dime. I'm already dead. All right. That's just for yeah. yeah, Man, are you getting past the
0: first round, Drew?
1: Uh, I do. I don't know, man. I, I think, you know, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin the first game for the people that haven't seen it. So spoiler alert, I'm going to say it now. If you have not seen the show, stop listening to the stop podcast. Listening. We love you though. Uh, the first game was fucking incredible. I mean, that's the biggest draw, like that hooks you, right? Like mm-hmm. that first game you're like, fuck. And I don't think I would make, I mean like more than half of the people you know, got eliminated in that first game. It's just because, like, you, you you don't know what the rules are, right? You think you know the rules, but it's like, okay, well, can I blink? All right, can I fucking breathe heavy? True. Uh, You know, if I if I if I sweat and a bead of sweat drops off my face, am I am I am I toasted? So, yeah, I have to go with the fact that I don't think I'm gonna survive. But I I was very good. I was very very good at green light, red red light, green light when I was a kid. That was one of the that was one of the games. But it's always the ones that go too fast. Red light, green light, the ones that try to get. There first. Those are the ones that are out. And I wouldn't, you know, me, I'm not, I'm not hustling. I'm not gonna be hustling like that. Uh, I'll, I'll be, if I, if I make it, I'm making it over like in the middle of the pack, slow and steady wins the race, right? Absolutely. Slow and steady. Just, just keep moving. Don't get yourself in, in trouble. I, let me ask you this before we go. Uh, I know that we, that you were talking about Netflix shows. Were you, were you able to survive the, uh, the IG? absence last yesterday uh like when it was gone like how did you handle that i
0: was a little more confused because I was very I thought, confused well again like i do have a day job sometimes like i do work one day a week at at or two days a week sometimes at a very busy you know spot in town and i mean i was busy so i couldn't pay enough attention to it but i was a little weirded out like wow i said my story normally my stories get at least like four or five hundred looks and i'm like three I'm like, three people have watched my story today? Like, what the hell? What did I do to piss somebody off? And I just thought it was maybe bad internet in the spot. But uh, I survived. I don't think it, the memes from that alone about influencers, like, just dying. And, and it was so funny to me.
1: Um, my favorite I mean, my favorite meme from that was uh, the fact that Twitter was just, like, w- welcoming everyone back, right? Because Yeah, Twitter was just, like, the only place that was up. So everyone was popping into Twitter and one guy tweeted that his neighbor knocked on his door and brought over his, his, her lunch. And she says, you know, Instagram's down. So I had to show somebody what I'm eating. I thought that was that, so, it, that was just so fucking so good.
0: Well, just uh, again, it just goes to show you like how dependent I guess we are on social media and how much we love it. And it, it is very true. It can be, it can be very addictive and, um, this is why Facebook is getting so much trouble right now. Cause we pay too much attention to social media and likes and all that stuff, even though we all like it, but uh, Zuckerberg lost more than I lost, uh, yesterday when it was down. So yeah. he had it, he, he had it way worse than I did. Um, good luck on your golf trip, man. And when you get back, I want to know the scores. We're going to have some more games to talk about the yep. season starting in two weeks. October 21st is the Clippers first game against golden state. Uh, Lakers play tonight on TNT, uh, rate review, subscribe, tell somebody to listen to our show. We are in season five people and we are not slowing down. We are your one stop shop for anything that you need. Basketball wise, Terrence Man for President. We're going to be back next week, so follow through with Clips and Drew, and we are Ghost.